I've never understood TV intros. Like mm. they they do the stinger and then they do the theme song and then they go into the TV show, right? Yeah. Like I understand the stinger and then you know it's the hype man. That's what it is. It's 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 just a a show form version of the hype man. Essentially, yeah. But I've never understood intros for radio. Like for for the most part, we're somebody set a precedent a long time ago and just everyone followed suit. All right, let's uh let's count this down so that. I I can start mine and and you can start yours at the same time. Oh, okay. All right. When you're ready. Okay. Count it down. Five, four, three. Ding, ding. Would you just no. listen? Yes. No. If we line up the voters this way, they'll be shoved okay, towards the impulse buys. There are going to be millions of new customers in here and you're focused on the chewing gum. Why not funnel them towards, I don't know, the big ticket stuff? Keep so. your head in the game. Oh, All right. So game. I've been here since four. I figured out the problem with not even seven. with the TV show, with with Superstore in and of itself. Open. Okay. Good idea. All right. Let the democratic process begin. I have been watching Third Rock from the Sun. Let the voters uh-huh. And I don't know if you ever watched the TV show when it came out or if you watch reruns of it or anything else like that. I've watched it a couple of times. And I forgot how good that TV show was. I mean, Lithgow was amazing in it. It's hilarious that you just brought that up because I just uh, added Crackle to my PlayStation 4, you know, re- yeah, you know repertoire so or whatever you want to call it. Again. Yeah. And Thanks, uh, it's great. It's just I'm like Tubi. Sorry. You know, it just yeah, has a few limited advertisements, but they have a bunch of content. I just watch Reanimator. And uh, Third Rock from the Sun, the whole series is on there as uh, well. Attention, Clap yeah. Shoppers, Election Day is... Yeah, I've... Um, up big discounts on all American-made products. I, I, I've never been a big fan of Crackle. Uh, Third Rock is on Tubi as well, so... What is a Something to do with computers, I think. Really? I think the greatest joke on Third Rock from the Sun that I can think of they sound the is same. when the big giant head it comes from, true, he's getting off the plane and they're at the airport to pick him up. Yeah. And it's William Shatner, of course, right? And William Shatner comes in and, and John Lithgow goes, so uh, yeah, how was your flight? And, and Shatner goes, oh, everything was, it was great. It was great. But at one point I, I, I look out the window and, and I saw something out there on the wing. And Lithgow looks at him and goes, I did too. Which is hilarious because they're both in that. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, chair at 30,000 feet, right? Yeah, the, the, you know, uh, Twilight Zone the movie. Yeah, and it's like only people that know that reference would fucking get it, and it was so goddamn hilarious. You know, it's just one of those things. What was the emergency safety memo I sent It's kind of like, you know, the final episode of Newhart, right? Where he wakes up in bed with Suzanne Plachette. Right. You know, it's like that. You know, only certain people get it. Tornado preparedness. Yeah, um, there was a the episode that I was just watching is hey, so Jane Curtin's character, Doctor Albright, manipulates Lithgow's character, Dick, into oh, I'm not eighteen meeting with the staff because she didn't want to go to this meeting on Friday, right? And Lithgow's character is just so far out there, like he's completely honest and truthful about everything, and he has no idea how to be tactful oh it's God, it's no, hilarious i mean he he plays a character just so straight-faced and every emotion every every feeling every touch every everything that he does
does. It's like he's seeing okay. it new for the first time, and it's yeah. great. I don't know what that means. It's like Starman. Yeah. And I'm an illegal alien. There is a point where, okay, so after the meeting and John Lithgow's character, or Dick, has basically alienated a lot of the older people on the staff. I thought you were going to tell me about how you're dating Jeff. He... Do you know about that? And Albright are talking, and she tells him that she manipulated him, and then they go through this entire thing of, of jokes, but they're manipulative jokes. Like, you know, she points at this tie. She goes, oh, you got something on your tie, and then flicks him in the nose, right? And he goes, oh, I see how that is. And then he does it to her. He goes, you got something on your shoulder. And she starts talking, and he slaps her, right? And she goes, and I thought that, I mean, that was, it made me laugh out loud. Like, I was fucking yeah. giggling because <laughs> yeah. it was just so funny. She goes, oh, I'm not going to fall for that and just slaps her. But the way he does it, he does he flourishes it, right? And he turns his head like, you know, I've won. And oh, gosh, Sid, I as I'm watching this show, I mean, the, the problem with a lot of new shows, especially with Superstore, is the establishment of the characters and the casting. How important casting is for these shows. I mean, there was even um, there was something on Facebook about the casting for Star Trek: The Next Generation, and then they had lists of who was going to play Picard, you know, and you have John, you had uh, Patrick Stewart, and a couple of other people who was going to play uh, 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 number one. Oh yeah, Jonathan Frakes. Yeah, but it, he was he wasn't he wasn't the top choice. But they you know so the the original like some kind of cigarette girl the original cast that's there that you that that we're familiar with the people that played Data and Jordy the Forge and this and that like Lavar the Burton was up for was up for Jordy the Forge but Data Brent Spiner wasn't even up for Data so they already had already picked out their favorites for who it was and not with the exception of LeVar Burton none of the people that ended up in the cast were their favorites this is shocking yeah. and like um, uh, Mariana Sirtis who plays um, uh, uh, Counselor Troy she wasn't even on the list for people to audition so they went through like four or five rounds it looks like to uh, find the right people again yeah, that's you could, find, you could also feel too like that show had like a it took a little bit of a t of time for it to like no, never mind. for the, char the actors no, to get comfortable in the roles. We should make our you know own there was a it wasn't like the first season didn't suck or anything, but it just Roll it didn't gel like it, it did going second and third and season I into it. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm, what I'm talking about is the actors that are in the, in the show right now, even even if they it didn't gel as well. I mean, that's that's writing. That's the first 22 episodes you know after the first 10 episodes everybody starts to get the you know get on a roll and on the same page yeah. and then go from there i just don't like any of the candidates trump's all like they didn't have their established way that they were going to do things even the uniforms were different from first season to second season yeah they definitely look there was a, yeah they look kind of they look almost like um pajamas yeah you know i mean they, they were going for that you know that bridge between uh, the end of the Star Trek series, the original series, yeah. and Next Generation. They were they was they were trying to bridge.
bridge that. And then they realized that they had something that was completely unique in Star Trek and that these people are not Kirk and Spock and everybody else. So let's let them breathe. Let's give them their own look instead of staying with what we had. And and that's one of the biggest things about casting was when when you bring up Star Trek, it's funny to me because when I I talk about Star Trek Voyager and about the casting on that show, and that's one of the things that held that show back from being better than it was. Most of the cast was just poorly picked. Right now, you Yeah, and that's the problem with Superstore. When, again, I'll go back to Third Rock from the Sun, you know, which is all, which is, you know, essentially the same premise, which is a two camera shot or one, a single camera show. And it's a comedy, and then they just yeah. base it off of, you know, a university instead of, you know, the big box store. What are you doing? But we need to speed this up. When you're, when you're watching Superstore, and you and all these people are just what's what's well the ballots are clearly gone okay we're just gonna have to face the music and tell Sid we can't everybody in Superstore doesn't fit their role we have to cover our tracks yeah. we've got to come up with an alibi with the exception of uh, yeah. the guy in the wheelchair <laughs> I never remember his fucking name. He's just always the guy in the wheelchair. And the old lady that, okay, uh, you know, is, seems to be a lot of the butt of the jokes. The ball. Huh? The one who chases the ball. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a couple of people that, that fit these roles, but for the most part, not one person is properly casted in this series. And like I said, I'm just, I'm going off of, I'm going off of Third Rock. Yeah, Third Rock is one of those rare shows that are just good, but I can name 10 rare shows that are fucking great. A show that can find a place for French Stewart has got to be decently done to be able to do that. Yeah. And so, look, I mean, uh, here here we go. Um, Married with Children. Third Rock from the Sun. Uh, uh, the New Heart Show. Uh, the the original New Heart Show. The Bob New Heart Show with um. Here you are doing. Oh God, he was in Mark and Mindy. He played uh Tom something or other. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking. I just can't think of his name, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but he played the landlord in Mark and Mindy as well. Yeah, he's very droll. Yeah. Uh, uh let's see what else. Uh, uh the fall. Okay, fall guy. Postman. Uh, Tom Postman. Yeah, Tom Postman. Um. Um, Evening Shade. Made it myself. Yep. With Burt Reynolds. Yeah. You know, as, and as much as people yeah. tend to forget about these shows. Uh, I appreciate it. Like Evening Shade. I can remember people because it's useless. in high school it's garbage. talking about Evening Shade. I got to get home to go watch Evening Shade. You know, I'm just like, I'm, I was kind of baffled by it, but not really because that show... Hey, girl. Hey, hit a nerve with people that they had to watch, and it was partially because of Burt Reynolds and Mary Lou Henner. Yeah, Mary Lou Henner. I think that CBS in the 80s um, had a stigma of being more for older people than anybody else. And so a lot of people, you didn't hear as much popularity with that, that station, even though the shows were very 
very you know, well received and they lasted <laughs> Maybe a long you can tell time. Me if you've seen or heard most of the time people were talking about recently. what was on ABC yeah, and NBC at the yeah, time you know, like, else. dude Evening you Shade was the one of the biggest fucking hits of the decade uh, you know, that's fine but it, well, I'm telling you that when I was at that age and I was watching TV um, no. I couldn't stand that shit really? and I'm not I'm not knocking it you I'm know, just there's nothing I, I was more right but uh, it doesn't matter whether you uh, can stand it or not what I'm talking about is longevity casting I'm talking about casting in terms of putting people Seinfeld okay yeah. Friends, as much as if you don't like Friends or whatever, you know the casting, oh, putting yeah, these, like, or, you know, like you know, the, the Friends haters who post things on Facebook about you know taking away the laugh track and, and then watching it again, and seeing how unfunny that show actually is. Yeah, because the show is unfunny. I love that show, but but I do see it has a ton of tropes and cliches with it and I don't know about yeah it's not a perfect show but I love the characters and they kept it going right but again getting back to what we're talking about which is I'll take one of those hey putting people into roles that make the show better she's a good broad huh? and that's what like I said I'll go right back to Third Rock from the Sun when you have when you have um, maybe she asked me a lot of weird questions. Kristen Johnson, you have Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you have French Stewart, and you have Mateo. Did you vote? John Lithgow. Why is everyone and and those guys? They're playing aliens. Like I can see why John Lithgow is doing it because of Buckaroo Banzai. You know, so oh yeah, because he's 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 just perfect for those roles. French Stewart, Kristen Johnson, who I've you know nobody knew about Kristen Johnson until she did she did that series, yeah, and. And of course, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I don't know if that was his first series, but you know, relatively new to the scene. Yeah. And then they they pair it off with Jane Curtin, who basically plays the straight straight man, right? And all the people that were like, Jesus Christ, um, the dude that played the dad in Frasier was in the TV show at one point. Blush in front of Okay, John Mahoney. Yeah, and he plays this professor who's just a complete asshole. Yeah, and you got the landlady. You know, like she's like the white trash. Yeah. 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 And everybody understands their role, and they play it to perfection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now, as we're watching Superstore, and we're about halfway through it, a little more. Ten thousand dollars. I, I'm not interested in these characters. It's kind of like uh, every episode in a way is like disposable plastic. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a perfect analogy. Like you have the tertiary, like this this guy that's the the vote counter dude, right? Yeah, he fits he fits in fine. He works perfectly for this episode. But every character in this series, and then from the back of is useless. It's bad casting. You know, I I, I I'm there I'm there with you because um, my kids are wa- rewatching The Office, you know, the, the U.S. version. Uh-huh. Steve Carell. And even the side characters, you love every single one of them. Every single person has their own distinctive personality, their little quirks, and it's just bouncing back and forth to every single person with one comment. You know, some of these characters only have maybe one comment per episode, and it fucking shines pretty much almost every time they do it. And, you know, that's great casting. You know, and, and good, good show writing as well. Yeah, and then you have characters that you love to hate, you know, like uh, Rain yeah. Wilson's character. 
or you know, it, and it really depends on who it is in in the series that you love to hate. Like Steve Carroll's character is just he's a he's a douche, right? And, and then he's got a good heart, but he's so wrapped up in his own insecurities that he just vomited all over everybody. And yeah. It's hilarious. Wasn't there an episode where his car was just filled with garbage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was making people clean it out, help him clean it out and shit. Because he, because yeah. he, um, I can't remember who the sales rep was. It was, it was like uh, Elizabeth Banks or somebody. I can't remember. Some big time actor. It, it may have been Charlize Theron. Where's <laughs> the fucking gave birth to the cheese all over the sticker? Cooked themselves to death. <laughs> Why didn't he just? Uh, I, I know that this is, it's just a um, you know a gimmick for the episode that he's got to have the sticker, yeah, you know, to prove that he voted, so no one will question his his you know his status, his immigration status. But why didn't he just say that I mailed it in Marcus. instead? If anyone hey, asked uh, him, you know, where's your sticker? Uh, because that's not the yeah. when I mean like barely when he comes on when you vote, they don't ask you if you mail it in. All you have to say is yeah, I voted. And just give yeah. somebody's name. Baby face. You know? And eyes. Yeah, it's fucking, just fucking hilarious. That but, through all this I mean, if you ask for a sticker, just, oh. you know, most people just say, yeah, here's Good. a sticker. No, that's bad. Yeah. Right? It's very bad. Oh. Let's say hypothetically that two people accidentally committed a crime. <laughs> may have been a witness. So you we were, okay, yeah, we were talking me, about the uh, Steve Carell uh, episode where you had, you know, BJ Novak or one of them helping him clean out his car. Yeah. There's like 30... McMuffin wrappers in here. Okay. And he goes, well, it's over a span of a few months. <laughs> yeah. You know, this, there's... Hey, you've been to prison, right? <laughs> there's... Look who's in demand. TV shows that are, you know, I mean, like I said, I can you, I can name them <laughs> as we go along, like All in the Family or the Jeffersons or, or you know, uh, really anything cute. that I watched in the you 80s, comedy yeah, show-wise. Like uh, yeah. Really? Any of those that are memorable all had great casting. Like Even the Dukes of Hazard. The Dukes of Hazard screwed up when they did Coy and Vance, right? Yeah. You know, the replacements for Bo and Luke. Everybody knew that that was a mistake. Battlestar Galactica 1980. It was called Galactica 1980. Same, same exact thing, mm-hmm. right? So they're going and replacing all these people, but there's no cohesion to the cast. It's it's off. It's there's nothing fun about it any. Excuse me. Anymore. You know, it, it'd be the equivalent of you know, married with children with. Hey, you wanted to see me? Well, married with children did it, but it was successful. They replaced. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, Steve. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, Steve with Jefferson, right? So they replaced Steve with Jefferson, but they essentially upgraded because Jefferson was uh, yeah, so was it Jefferson Darcy? Yeah, and his wife Marcy Darcy. Crazy day, it was great because they up they literally upgraded that that cast. Sorry, I, I didn't. Yeah. You know, even though Steve I, Steve wasn't bad, it's just that what was that Harry Shearer? I don't think it was Harry Shearer. Is that is that something? I can't remember who played Steve, but I, who knows what he went on to do? Yeah, he 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 did obscure things. Like I think he did like theater shit. He just he didn't want to be there for very long. I, I just read like a trivia about that show. Yeah, yeah, he 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 was just 
He's not a. He just didn't want to be in the TV show anymore. No word. Yeah, Katie Seagal. She actually showed up in what her idea of what what Peggy Bundy was going to look like. Yeah. She dressed up in full character and showed up to that interview or to that audition, and she nailed it. Yeah. They were like on the spot. They just gave it to her. See you tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. And and that's we're going to vote. That's what happens with. That's that's what happens when you have great casting, you know. No, mm-hmm. ask me any questions. But and then I can't tell you what. I mean, like this this scene right here. Watch. Okay. This okay. Is, it's kind of a secret. You're at the scene where he's buying the sticker, right? Yep. Excuse me. I don't care. It's kind of a long story. <laughs> Do not care. Uh, okay. <laughs> Do not I mean, care. you know that's funny because I distinctly remember you destroying the ballot. And then this scene right here. Really I distinctly remember you destroying the ballot. I was in my office all day long having I think an affair. The only reason why I like Glenn at all is because he's so animated that he's like a distraction from how mediocre the show is. Yeah, I mean, I can understand, like, if they had built the cast around Mark McKinney and his character just being this naive pushover. Yes! Yeah, this naive pushover store manager, you know, where everybody, and then... Ames, you see? Yeah! My other problem with this is them not getting the store proper. Involving me. Yeah. It 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 gets me every single time I watch I've and I've no what the hell I've watched this episode like a hundred times since last week. I'm so sorry. You know, just getting things started and and fixing all, all the the technical bullshit that we were having. That's how many t- I've literally watched this fucking episode thirty times. You just just to fix this problem. I'm so sick and tired of watching this episode. I don't even care about it anymore. Hey, Dorothy. Uh-huh. Like, this yeah, is the funny I, part right I here. Yeah, I, I don't give a shit about the um, the characters. Jesus, like, what's going on with their personal time. life? Like, I'll go back to the office right now. I love everything that's going on. I love, about, you know, what Steve, who's Steve Carell's dating? Who, who Dwight's, you know, seeing in the office? And, you know, the Pope Pam and Jim thing and, and all that shit. It, it's like I'm actually invested in their characters' you know, personal life. Yeah. Watching the show. But not with this. With Superstore, it's like terrorists could come in and just fucking shoot the whole place up. And I'm like, okay, well, let's replace them all and try better next time. Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> watching this series is a chore. You know what? It, it, it is actually at times. I'm sorry, it, it, Mr. Banana. <laughs> I know. It, well, I mean, we're going to keep going. Hopefully, I mean, I, I still, there's still hope for improvement because he does say it gets better, but it's like, uh, I mean, how bad does a, a marriage have to be? You know, how, how hopeful do you have to be that it's going to get better before you just, you know. We're 29 episodes into Superstore. So how many were in first season? Were, there was like 20? There's 22 in the first season. There's seven in the second season that we've watched. Was it so like far. a mid-season replacement? That I don't think like so. I can look, but I'm pretty sure there was 22. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here. Um, uh, I don't have Superstore season one. I, thought uh, I can look it up right now. Don't worry about it. Season one has 11 episodes. Okay. Okay. So, so we're, we're, we're 18. 18, 19 episodes into it. Yeah. And by the end, we'll be at 23 or 33. Yeah. And again, I mean, 18 episodes into this and the show, the show is still the same. Yeah. It's, it's not endearing. Like I've watched, I've watched 10 episodes of Third Rock from the Sun. And with the in in the first episode, like they, I'm I'm pretty sure they jumped around on episodes. But the first episode, the pilot episode, yeah. had had you fucking hooked. And the, and it opens up with them sitting in the car, 
at, you know, at lookout point or makeout point or whatever it is. Inspiration point. Yeah. <laughs> and they're sitting there and then they look over and then they see, you know, how many fingers, you know, 10 fingers, you know, f- five on each hand and 11 toes. Right. Yeah. You know, 11 toes on each foot and this and that and the other thing. And, and they play it off as normal. And then they look over and they see this couple that are like in heavy petting and then they're just all like just watching everything that's going on and being just completely uncomfortable yeah joseph gordon levin who plays the eldest of all of them who's actually the youngest of all of them yeah he's the leader yeah well no no lithgow is the high commander he's the leader joseph gordon levin is the oldest of them all yeah, so he right. has more experience but he's playing this guy who's go- this kid who's going through puberty right yeah and then of course you have Kristen stewart who's playing a female and she's learning all this stuff for the first time and talking about you know how uncomfortable it is and but all they're doing is they're talking about emotions love death uh addiction all this stuff and they're wrapping it up into these silly plots Mm-hmm. But there's, I don't know if there's a serious underlying tone, but there's a tone, an underlying tone of the story where they're learning about the cultures of the human per- being and we're learning with them, right? Yeah. And we're not getting that with Superstore. We're not learning about the store. We're not learning about these characters. We're, you know, who cares about America Ferrera and, and her, problems at home or that Jonah is this over lecturing turd. I don't I don't care or Dina is this strong willed uh uh ball buster, right? I don't I don't care. You know what I care about? I want to know more about the dude that uh is in the wheelchair because he seems interesting. He does. He actually seems like he has a personality and and someone who you actually want to get to know. Yeah. I don't care about Mateo and his and is being gay and yeah. how he, his entire his entire character is wrapped up in being gay but not gay. Yeah. You know, and uh, Mark McKinney's character. I, I kind of care about him because he's got like 52 kids, you know. he's yeah. It's like the norm thing going on with that, whereas he talks about his wife, but you never see him, see her. Right. So that and and that's a character that that could be explored. And Cheyenne, I don't care about because she's she's just there. Yep. But they've got the entire premise wrong for this series. This series should have never been a gigantic big box store. It should have been a small store. And because they're just they're wasting space. That's really what it comes down to is they're wasting all of this space. They've wasted so much time and effort in establishing these boring characters where they could have been they they the secret to this series is that the store is the main character that's the secret yeah that's the main plot that's where everything happens and it's you like have a cheers yeah and you have people coming and going and then you have your normals and then you have everything <laughs> else and and you'll you'll the good ones that you like We'll end up quitting. That's that's what happens, right? Yeah. You know, oh, man, I wish that guy would have say, but they quit because of this, that, the other thing. And mm-hmm. you're going to build, you, you build up something like that for, you know, you build it like The Office or you build it like Third Rock from the Sun or whatever. And from there, you make the characters interesting and you let, you you essentially, you let the, the actors play 
how the characters are supposed to play. Yeah. The exact opposite is going on with Superstore, whereas it feels like I'm just going to do it from my point of view and then, because this is what happened to me and la, 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 la. Yeah. Instead of just writing a story, you know, based around the events that happened while you were working at this store. And it, it would be so much better. And even then, it just, it fails on so many fronts because of the casting choices. The guy, Scott, you know, Baby Bayo or Bayo Baby or whatever we're calling him, Jonah. Jonah's character, the guy that plays Jonah is boring. He brings no life to this series. I like America Ferrara, so you know that she she works because at least she brings an interesting twist to her character. She doesn't feel fake. Her character does not feel fake at all. She's just not that interesting. Right. But the problem is is that the entire premise is fake. Yeah. And they're not setting it into a real premise, a real situation, a real store. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're not, they're only focusing on, oh, well, we got to do the morning meeting or we got to do the afternoon meeting and everybody's there at fucking five o'clock in the morning to open up at six or seven or whenever the hell they open up, right? Yeah. And then they go about their day, but everybody's always together. Everybody's always in the same fucking area. They're not, you know, I, you know, or, or they've been assigned to areas, which means that they didn't even prepare for any of the shit to happen. There was no plan. There is no plan, you know, just like Star Wars. There is no plan, right? Well, that's exactly what's going on with with Superstore. There's no fucking plan because you're assigning people to specific departments. Well, no, you have a sporting goods department. You have you have the toy department. You have, you know, um, uh, uh, grocery and this and that. You have all these yeah. departments, but yet nobody works in any of these departments. They all work wherever they're supposed to work. You have cashiers and this. Yeah. And that's what's fake about it. Whoever set this up next to Justin Spitzer doesn't understand the very first thing when it comes to these stores is that they have they have a plan and they have departments and they need to fill in those departments and it's just not scattershot. It doesn't work like your fucking NBC bullshit TV show. And if you had made it a little bit more realistic, like rostered on, this show would be fucking massive. So did you know that for all six seasons... Uh, Third Rock from the Sun, John Lithgow was nominated for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series for an Emmy. And okay. he won three times out of six. Uh, Kristen Stewart won two. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I think, won. Kristen Stewart. I meant Kristen Johnson. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. How, French Stewart must. I think French Stewart won once or twice. Yeah, she says uh, she was nominated three times. I don't know how many times she won. That, I think she yeah. won twice. I'm watching a spider battle a moth and up, oh, up. Oh. The moth was fucking with it. You son of a bitch. Yeah, if you look at the ratings of the show, it like uh, the first two seasons, it was in the like top twenty five shows, and then it like every season after that, it started like dropping by ten, by twenty in the ratings, and all of a sudden, by the last two seasons, it was like in the seventies and eighties uh, overall. So for whatever reason, you know, it, uh, they put it on the wrong days, of the you know, the week or something. It, yeah, they kept just, moving it. Yeah. It killed a lot of shows. Like there was some good shows on Fox that got killed because they kept they kept moving it around all over the place. Yeah, and that's what they do with the good shows is they they keep moving it around, you know, in, in the schedule to build off of whatever instead of letting it gain momentum. Yeah. And and essentially that's what kills it because nobody can find it. Yeah. And then you get so. shows, and and then and they get replaced with shows like Superstore. See, and and that's I mean. I, look, we're going to keep trucking for a while on the show, but I mean, 
that that this that's got to say something right there. If Superstore was interesting and fun to watch, we would be constantly be having things to say about Superstore positively while we were watching it. Yeah. Welcome to Mush Shit TV. Three hours of pure shit. Yep. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's that's exactly it. I mean, when they start canceling series like Constantine or mm-hmm. Hannibal. Yeah, well, I never watched Hannibal, but I understand that Fuck. a lot of people is, loved it. God damn. I mean, look, it's not for everybody. Definitely not for everybody because it's a gory ass show, but, and it's very dramatic. Uh, but it is artistically and style wise, it is, it parallels the best films being made, you know, like artistic wise. It, it's so well done that you're just mesmerized by watching the production value and, and stuff of it, off of it all. And so it's, yeah, I mean, it got canceled after three seasons and they're still talking about coming back for a fourth, but. Yeah, well, it got canceled after three seasons because it's not NCIS or, or yeah. you know, uh, Law and Order or Law and Order Special Victims Unit or Law and Order Rape Crime Prevention Unit or, yeah. you know, Law and Order um, uh, McDuff, yeah. McGruff the Crime Dog. When you, okay, here's a, an example of how good Hannibal was as a show. Okay, when you have an iconic character, a character that most people know about, and they see a specific person playing that role. Everyone who knows about Hannibal Lecter, they see Anthony Hopkins playing this guy. They, most people don't even remember Brian Cox playing him originally in Manhunter from Michael Mann right. back in 1986. And he did an excellent job, by the way. Uh, if you, anyone, you get, anybody gets a chance, go back and watch Manhunter. It is actually a pretty good fucking movie. It just changes a couple things from Red Dragon a little bit, especially the end with this big action fight scene. Um, but Brian Cox was great. Anyway, though, Anthony Hopkins, he raised that bar on that character so high that you could never... I mean, it just didn't seem like anyone could ever even touch that role ever again. Just like with, say, how some people saw Heath Ledger playing the Joker or something, right? No one could ever see anyone, you know, surpassing that. (laughs) Mads Mikkelsen, who I already had respect for from seeing him in a few other things. Once I saw him play his version of Hannibal Lecter, I was like, holy shit. I mean, he just brought even a more level, a higher level of sophistication to the character and depth. Because, you know, with Anthony Hopkins, you only have that limited amount, right? You have just the couple hours of Silence of the Lambs and then the Hannibal movie and and then, you know, the Red Dragon retread right. that they did with him. So that's all you got. But with, with the show, you got more. And it, I mean, he kept, he kept feeding you, you know, pun intended. He kept feeding you. And, and you, you just kept asking for seconds and thirds, you know, it, it was. Yeah, delectable. So, yeah, you know what? Um, you know what? This is why I like talking about a show like Superstore because it makes you start thinking about things that are even better and that know what they're doing. And you know, I mean, we can give uh, constructive criticism to this show. I don't want to hate this show. I don't. It just it needs to step its game up big time. And the fact that it's been on for five seasons so far, I'm like, please give me a reason why it's still on, please. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm not. I'm not excited about the 18 episodes that we've watched so far. No, I'm actually starting to get more excited about just having this show go on in the background while we talk about much better, much better shows. Yeah. Yeah. Cause essentially that's the, this is our excuse to, you know, throw it on in the background and, and yeah. talk shit about it. And then, you know, talk about better TV shows. Unfortunately, like I said, I mean, it's not, nothing against the, the guy that wanted us to continue doing it. Oh, and by the way, yeah. I just want to point this out. So I was looking at our stats for Spotify. And we are number 31 in India for podcasts. <laughs> yes. Woo-hoo. Number 31. Giggity. All right. 
Giggity, giggity. So thank you for listening, India. I appreciate it. God, you know, just now if only a, a bigger country with a larger population would get into it. Like know? who? I don't know. China has more. They have, I think they have like 200 million more people than India it's, does. It's, I think India is like the second largest country on the I know. planet. It's sarcasm. I know. I, I know you. <laughs> so, no, that, that's awesome, dude. That Number 31. Crazy. With like twenty four listens <laughs> for that month, whatever. It's you know what? Uh, it's it's hilarious. I, I was um I was doing research for for the show and whatnot, and I was I was on a thing called Chartable, I think is what it's called. But like for the hell of it, I'm gonna look up ours, and we don't even rank in iTunes. We don't even rank here. We don't even rank there. Just like we just we're just rank. Yeah, we suck. And. And, you know, I'm looking up all these other shows like Rogan and, and Adam Carolla. And I'm not comparing us to them or anything else like that. I'm just looking to see, you know, kind of where they are, you know, and I'm looking at, you know, I'm checking out some of the reviews and this and that and the other thing. Uh-huh. But all I'm doing is just, I'm, I'm looking up specific things. I'm like, I don't want to say what it is. And I'm looking, but I'm looking up specific things for research for the show and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I'm going to type in our show. So I type in our show and it's just like, you know, you all just say, huh? Yeah. You, you all <laughs> suck. They're like, oh, great. This is perfect. You know, we're not, we don't rank anywhere. And then it's like number 31 in India. I'm just like, all That's right. Smart. <laughs> yeah, we we're, we're the number thirty one on Spotify in India, in like the second largest country on the planet. Yeah, all right, I can deal with that. So, <laughs> and I'm happy. So you know, all right. So one down, one hundred ninety four to go. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> When we're, when we're banging in Zimbabwe, that's when we, we got something to talk about. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I got happy when um, I was looking at our stats. This is years ago on um, Libsyn. Yeah. And, like, we had, like, uh, three listens in Israel. <laughs> And or four listens or ten or fifty or whatever it was, yeah. but there was like some other country that was just like you know it's not minuscule, but in in terms of of size, it was just like this tiny little country. And and I was so excited. I'm like you know we get all these listens and and people are are checking us out and this and that. But yeah. for, you know, but fuck you know country somewhere over you know away from the United States are listening to us. And we got like 15 listens from this country. And they're like, and, and I was talking, I know I was talking to you. I was talking to a couple of other people and they're like, yeah. and what does that mean? I was like, that means that some tiny little country, somebody's hearing my voice and Joe's yeah. voice and mm-hmm. everybody else that's on the show. They're hearing our voices and they, they actually listen to the show. Yeah. Then one day we're going to have to pick them up from the airport when they come to visit. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, treat your only fans as, uh, you know, like they're, they're important, you know. Nope. Very big in Sheboygan. <laughs> Sheboygan. <laughs> Very big. That's huge. Right. Huge. We're huge. huge in Sheboygan. <laughs> so, yeah, any, you know, just like I said, the, the little things like that, you know, I find out that we're uh, 86 people in Cairo are listening to us. Like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Very dangerous. Yes. Asps. <laughs> You go first. Ah, ah, ah. All right, man. So yeah, let's uh, let's call it a day on uh, on Superstore for this one, man. Let's do that, and then we'll do it tomorrow, uh, <laughs> Thursday, eight o'clock. Don't forget eight that. Eight o'clock. Yes. Sorry. Right. So thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll let you know. All right. When we'll be back. Be, when we'll be back on. When we'll be. Oh yeah. We <laughs> will let you know when we'll be back on. <laughs> we'll be back when we're back. I don't know what that means. 
I don't know. Either. What are you talking about? I'll like we're going on a break? I'll blame it on the itis. I don't understand you. Me neither. We'll be back when we'll be back. It's like we'll see you next time, or we'll talk to you next time. Until next time. Until then. I don't know why you're shining a light into your... You see, what's hilarious about that is that it's just reflecting off of your screen into your own eyes. No, it's, uh, I'm trying to make see how it looks on the camera feed. Are you? Are those lights or lasers? They're la- um, they're they're lights. I think they're yeah, they're lights. They're um they're for chopsticks. They're lightsaber chopsticks. I just don't have the um, chopstick part on right now because they're in the drawer. So oh. I've got red ones. I've got uh, green ones, and I think blue ones. I've got my red ones over here. Yeah, those are pretty cool. They are. They they don't fucking hold anything when you try to eat with them, but it, they're still fun. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So all right, that's all I got. All right, wait, better.